Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Hey, Lions fans, Michael Gray here with my week three wish list for the Detroit Lions to get ready for what will be a legit test against the Atlanta Falcons. As always, uh, we're living in an algorithmic world, so please subscribe to the channel, hit the notification button. That's how you get in on all the fun stuff like the comments and the chats and the whatnot, and uh, that's how we get to do what we do. Wish number one for week three for the Lions against the Falcons probably doesn't even need to be wished for at this point, but I'm going to say it anyway. No more ski masks. All right. Can we all agree that that just kind of went south in the most dramatic possible way and really, really quickly? I mean, that that one went bad. I'm a big pro wrestling fan. I was having this conversation in the uh, DLP Slack earlier this week. As a wrestling fan, a bad match is not nearly as bad as a bad gimmick. And as much as that Seattle loss hurt me, none of it really made me feel as bad as the guys in their locker room justifiably donning the blue ski mask. Uh, I know what the intent was. I understand the uh, idea behind it, but it didn't work at all. And uh, the guy whose idea it was ended up on the injury list. I don't believe in curses. I'm not that guy. But I think we can all agree we can live without those. It's also a great opportunity to donate those ski masks to people that are taking up winter clothing collections. It's going to be cold soon. People are going to need them and not just to celebrate a win. So let's go ahead and get rid of those ski masks. Wish a numero dos is to play bully ball on that defensive line against this Atlanta rush attack. If you haven't yet, you need to check out Thursday's edition of the Daily DLP from Human Scouring Pad Ash uh, because he went into great detail on just exactly what that Atlanta rush attack is going to look like with their zone blocking schemes. And while it's simple, it's not easy. And you need to have big defensive linemen that can take care of their run lanes. They've got to be gap responsible up there. And that is where a guy like Isaiah Bugs and perhaps Broderick Martin should finally be active, maybe, on the roster. I'm not here to tell anybody in Allen Park how to run their depth chart, but um, this seems like a really good place for large humans playing large. Going to need that. Going to need that all game long. 
Atlanta likes to make it muddy. They like to run at your face for four straight quarters, and they're 2-0 doing it. They just ran all over the Packers, and the Packers' D-line doesn't suck. So they need to get their act together with their defensive line and keep those linebackers clean and make sure that they've got guys that make it difficult to find space after the ball's handed off. It's also a place where play action is going to come into play. More on that in a bit. And that defensive line, the entire front four, but especially at the interior, is going to be incredibly important in slowing down the way that Atlanta wants to play offense. Once again, if you haven't checked out Ash's Thursday Daily DLP, I absolutely recommend it. He's going to learn you some football, even if he says things in Canadian. Falcons? I don't know what a falcon is. You live in the United States now, Ash. They're falcons. You know, Got to learn how to talk. But the information is very, very good. I suggest you check it out. Wish number three is actually more of a question. It's BAM season? Maybe? BAM night? Great name, by the way. Uh, Gets elevated to the game day roster. He's going to be in that running back room with David Montgomery out. And it is imperative that the Lions find a way to run the football without David Montgomery in the lineup. Now, That's going to have to be a bit of a committee approach. Craig Reynolds is going to be in there. Uh, As I mentioned, Zonovan Bam Knight is going to be a guy that's going to get carries. And I think if there was a week to pray to the football gods that the Lions can find a way to make Jameer Gibbs less of a gelatinous, amoebic, kind of undefinable vapor of an offensive weapon and more of a straight-up running back with the football running with the thing, uh, this would be a great week to do that. Um, not that you want to do all the vaporless, gelatinous stuff, too, um, if you want to get him into the pass game. But Ja Gibbs has to show up this game if the Lions are going to maintain their rush attack with any integrity. I think the kind of speed he gives you, the elusiveness he gives you, and everything that they said they believed it about this kid when they drafted him has to come through. And not because of the comparison contest with Bijan that is going to be a narrative that is going to annoy everyone. By the time they kick this ball off, you will have heard plenty about the two first-round running backs, and they'll compare and contrast. And Bijan has had a hell of a start to the season. He is justifiably terrifying. Um, Ja Gibbs has got to find ways in this offense to carry the ball, and be a running back. Now, that's not on him. That's on the coaches. And Ben Johnson said on Thursday that he has no problem running Jameer Gibbs between the tackles, that he believes he can be a running back. And that's just excellent news because to this point, the Lions haven't shown much inclination to use him that way, if only because David Montgomery was killing it, which makes his injury all the more impactful. He was absolutely awesome running between the tackles, getting extra yards, turning three into seven, turning one into five. We all saw what he did through two games and how difficult he was to bring down. That kind of production, you can't necessarily duplicate in a single person, but you do have to find ways to run the ball. This offense still runs through the rushing attack and the play-action game. It's where Jared Goff is at his best, and they absolutely have to run the ball to make the Falcons respect that. And the Falcons, for their part, are good up front. They've got decent linebackers. They've got a guy there named Troy Anderson, shout out Montana State Bobcats, who's pretty good coming through those gaps. So this offensive line, banged up as it is, gets to take the field for a second week 
in its current iteration. They've got to be better for the practice time and for the experience with one another. And then these running backs have got to find a way to get yards on the ground to make the rest of that offense go. Go Bam! Wish number four and this week's wish list is for someone, anyone, I don't care who, on the defensive coaching staff to make the secondary game plan make sense. Aaron Glenn has justifiably taken some heat this week for the game plan against Seattle. It played a huge role in how things went, whether it was James Houston chasing tight ends down the sideline, Jerry Jacobs being left to die on DK Island, or the fact that safeties were consistently throughout the game for four quarters vacating those intermediate zones on zone blitzes that never, not once, got home to the quarterback. Can't play that way and win football games. Now, Atlanta doesn't present the same problem that Seattle does, though they do have a bunch of really formidable weapons. And those are guys out there that are catching passes that are going to do massive damage if there isn't somebody there to stop them when, not if, they catch the ball. The other major difference with Atlanta this week is you got Desmond Ritter and not Geno Smith. Geno Smith is going to throw those passes into tight windows. He's going to trust his guys to make those plays and grab those contested catches. He's also going to go deep on you. Desmond Ritter, that's not his game. Three-step drops, getting it out quick, play action passes off of that crazy run game they've had through two weeks. That's how Desmond Ritter runs a pass game. He's not Geno Smith, and the Lions need to make him look like he's not Geno Smith. You can't have Desmond Ritter beat you. The secondary plan has to be locked in, and Aaron Glenn can't fall prey to what he has done too many times, which is, quite frankly, not putting his players in positions to make plays, simply by giving them a task they're not good at. This is something we've seen the Lions do. Aaron Glenn was, I won't say defiant, but surly about the notion that his guys wouldn't get better and that his defenses aren't better at the end of the season than they are at the start of the season, that's all well and good, except that last year when the defense wasn't good at the start of the season, the Lions started 1-6. and six. That can't happen again if they want to keep any kind of postseason hopes alive. This isn't a must-win game. There's no such thing in September. But it damn sure is a game where this defense has to show improvement in design, if nothing else, from Week 2. The Lions have to have a better secondary plan against a different kind of passing attack that I think they're a better matchup for. Finally, wish number five is for a whole locker room full of angry Panay Sewell. I'm calling it APS. And I think it's really, really important early in this season for the Lions locker room to remember who, where, and what they are. If you saw Panay Sewell's media availability early in the week, he was, to put it mildly, grumpy. And he was not happy with himself. He was not happy with the way he played. He was not happy with the way he executed. And you don't have to read too far between the lines to get that he wasn't crazy about the mood of the locker room leading into that game and the way that the guys carried themselves as they got ready for that game against the Seahawks. Now, whether it was the aforementioned ski mask chat or that they had an extra three days of being blown up in the media for winning in KC, whatever the case it was, Panay Sewell was not happy about it. And angry Panay Sewell, or APS, is something that this locker room desperately needs. They need guys to remember just exactly what 1-6 felt like. 
They need guys that understand and comprehend that just exactly like Dan Campbell has said all along, they haven't accomplished anything yet. They didn't make the playoffs. They came up short. They haven't won a postseason anything. They haven't won squat yet. And an angry locker room that can turn that into focus and maintain the kind of attitude that we saw the Lions with as they went through the second half of last season will go a long, long way in making sure the games like the one against Atlanta, which is imminently winnable, and as I mentioned, a better matchup than Seattle was, that those games get won, that they don't get away. Like I said earlier, there's no such thing as a must-win game in September. But don't tell angry Panay Sewell that, because he's not going to want to hear it. And hopefully nobody else in that locker room is either. They need a little bit of an attitude adjustment. Maybe they were riding their own fumes, riding into that game against Seattle. Whatever it was, it pissed him off. It raised flags with Dan Campbell. I'm not quite sure how this team went from being the scrappy underdog against Kansas City to smelling their own farts against Seattle, but they better figure it out and justify what will be another insane home field advantage at Ford Field. Should be a fun game, and the Lions should win it. The right attitude will go a long way in making that happen. So that's it. That's the wish list for week number three. As always, rate, review, subscribe to the channel, and uh, I read all the comments, even the mean ones, in the space below. Thanks for your time, and we'll see you again. Let's bring it in here together. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Lions on three. One, two, three. You've had enough of that shit.